0: Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is The Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Today's podcast is an invitation to rest. I am joined by Tanya, a yoga teacher who is passionate about sharing her love of and need for constructive rest. I've personally worked with Tanya over the past few years and she is the most magical space holder I have ever come across. In this episode, we discuss the significance and importance of rest and why we are all primed to resist it. Tanya shares with us some really practical tips on how to easily incorporate rest into our days and through her gentle wisdom gives us an invitation to rethink the dynamic power that rest truly does hold I know you're going to want to tap into her wisdom and resources once you hear her speak. So please check out the show notes to see all her contact details. But for now, I hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Welcome, Tanya. Hi, it's so nice to be here,
0: Kirsten. Woohoo! <laughs> it is so lovely to have you on the podcast. As I mentioned in the intro, I am a huge fan of Tanya's. I have been taking her restorative yoga practice classes, her Yin classes for quite some time, and I've even done a in-person course with her. And she's one of the most beautiful teachers and one of the most expert space holders I have ever come across. So thank you for making the time for coming on today and sharing your wisdom, all things rest. It's my absolute
1: honor to be here.
0: So as I always start a podcast, what is your favorite quote?
1: I love this question and Brené Brown, I adore her and I like literally soak up her work and this this quote is from her and it's very simple which sums it up clear is kind oh clear is kind and how the clearer we are the kinder you know it is and so I just I I always come back to these words constantly time and time again where am I not being clear and is that like, how can my clarity be kind, a kindness to others and to myself and to what I need? So, yeah.
0: It, and it sounds so simple, but it's so dynamic. And I remember, I think I heard her speak about this quote when I saw her live and she was talking about, or maybe it was in the book, she was talking about her daughter and how she was struggling with her college roommate. This must be in the book, you're not in your head. Um, and she was talking about the, how she was having problems with the college roommate and her, and her mum, Brene, just said, clear is kind, yeah. just be clear on what you need and what is bothering you. And it's so hard to do, yeah. but it's so kind to do.
1: Yeah. Being clear is like one of the hardest things I think to do, especially as women, we are always trying to add and color everything with information and skirt around and just not quite get to the point. And it's like, no, this is the point. And when we say, I think it comes down to as well, like how do I feel and communicating that is always going to be the kindest thing because then you're not expecting the other person to figure you out, you know, or to figure out what's wrong or what the problem is or where the um, incongruence is.
0: Oh, for sure. I love how you picked up there. as it's a, it's a very typical woman thing to do. Why do you think that is in your experience as a woman but also in observing and working with a lot of women as you do?
1: I think... Mm, let me just think about that for a moment. Clear is kind. I think we're afraid of will we be liked? will be will be accepted? Will we be judged? Will we be um, pushed away for owning our truth and communicating that across to others? We're We're scared of the the result of honoring how we feel. Um, and that leading in disconnection from others. And so then we feel like we don't belong and then we feel it's, I think it comes really like rubs up against this people-pleasing yeah. kind of thing that we have as women. Um, that's that's where I think it would come from.
0: Because when you think about clear is kind, it feels kind of masculine, but actually it's an extremely feminine uh, quality to have because as women in our femininity, we are supposed to, be really emotionally intuitive and intelligent. And we're not taught that. We're not taught to honor our feelings and to articulate them. And maybe a little bit of kindness, if you're listening to this today for yourself, is how can you be really clear with yourself on how you're feeling today and be kind to yourself within that emotion?
1: Yeah, like it starts with ourselves always. It always starts with you first, like be clear with yourself. I think as well in the yoga practice, I always... We often, I often guide people to notice how they feel first before we even go anywhere or do anything because it's like just notice where you're starting from and honor that and allow that and accept that and trust that that is just whatever needs to happen to transmute that feeling throughout the journey of a class or an experience or a workshop or a retreat or whatever it is. Um, We'll color that how it is meant to and how it needs to but like to not lie to ourselves. It's like, I have heard from my mentor, these words before, like no lies between you and you. Yeah. And so clear is kind to you. And so that you're starting from that place. Okay. I feel like this fuck. I don't like it. Like, Oh, you know, Um, but can we just accept that all of our emotions and all of our feelings are perfect. And just, you know, we're meant to go through the whole color of experience. Yeah.
0: no lies oh. between self and self. I mean, yeah, no
1: lies between you and you. Isn't that cute? I'm
0: going to put that in my back pocket and pull yeah. that out quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Okay. So can you explain to us the art of rest? What is it? Why do we need to know about it? How important is it? Talk to
1: us. So my passion. <laughs> I feel like I am yeah, trying to lead a rest revolution. I'm such an advocate of rest, of claiming the rest that you deserve, of um, empowering others to take the rest that they are worthy of, of being an example of rest. There is another quote I remember coming across once, and it's like, the world is changed by examples, not opinions. And I really embody that in the way I teach and share and Um, around rest. And it's like by doing it, by being an example of it, by embodying it, may that kind of teach and guide and give others the permission to claim that for themselves as opposed to just having an opinion about it, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, for sure. And in any child development work, it's always about children learn what they live. And same as adults, we learn what we live. So when we're watching others live in a certain way, we're really authentically learning.
1: Yeah, we need that. And we need that, like that feedback from others and that, oh, they're doing it. Okay, it's safe for me to do it. It's okay. And it's also expansive for us to claim that. And so what is rest? Rest is, when I talk about rest, I'm really talking about making a conscious choice to disconnect, to reconnect, like to take away as much external stimulus so that you are in a place of nothingness for a short period of time to completely... Um, restore your body, replenish your body, go through that relaxation response. And I like to think of it as like active relaxation. We're not sitting on the couch watching Netflix. We're not scrolling our phone. We're not walking, you know, moving our body, walking our baby and our dog and like listening to a podcast. Like these are all great things, but these are not conscious, active relaxation and like choosing to actively rest and it really is a practice of beingness, of um going inward and literally taking in nothing. And so what I mean by this is, you know, turning our phone off, asking for anyone that we are living with in the same space of us for permission to not be disturbed, you know, Um, no input, no stimulus, not listening to our favorite new track or our favorite podcast or even music with lyrics in it um, or an audio book and like laying our body down on the earth in comfort, so that as we start to um, move through the relaxation response, that our bodies are wise enough to know how to do, even if we feel like they've forgotten. It's like built into us, our biology. We want to make our body comfortable, so that as we start to settle, the body is held and supported by the earth, and um, covering the eyes to take away the another layer of stimulus, which is the light. You know, and so we're just trying to take away as much external stimulus as possible. So we have a a time, a space, a portal to just be with ourselves, to empty our systems out, to process our lives and our days, to reconnect to our true loving center, to that place of grounded awareness and we need sleep 100%, but we also need relaxation. And this is about, relaxation is about bringing balance into the body, about bringing harmony into the body and the way we we show up and live in our lives. So um, that is what rest is in a small nutshell. Yeah.
0: Can I circle back on the difference or is there a difference between rest and relaxation? Because as you were speaking, I was kind of thinking of, the topics or the, the conversations that I have with other people, like what do you do in your spare time? What do you do to relax? And people will say exactly those examples. I go for a walk, I hang out with friends, I watch Netflix. Um, and I'm wondering, is, is there a massive difference between relaxation and rest or is relaxation one of those layers into deep, honourable rest?
1: Yeah, I love that. I often think of, so I teach mostly restorative yoga as my, as the portal to resting. And I would describe that as relaxation. What is physiologically happening is the relaxation response in the body, which is not happening when we are doing all these other activities. That's the body isn't going through the, it's relaxation response. You're chilling. You are doing leisure things oh, okay. you are re- doing relaxing things things that might be deemed relaxing but you're not in the relaxation like p- like place actual experience in the body if that makes sense um and so that's why it's kind of like it i like to call it like active relaxation or conscious rest where we're literally the thing that we are doing is doing nothing yeah
0: and it's and it, i love it that you know you described yourself before as as this advocate, but it's it's quite a rebellious act mm. to honor and prioritize the art of doing nothing or rest in the societies in which we live in. It's not glorified, it's not praised. It is often frowned upon or uh, considered a waste of that precious, productive time. So, yes. We love a rebel and I I love your rebellion in this way that you bring to people.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that you say it's this rebellion because it is and it's also this reclamation of what is yours and what maybe you let get taken from you and now you have to reclaim it back for yourself. You know, you have a right to rest. You're worthy of rest. You are deserving of rest. Every, Every human deserves to... Feel safe enough in their body to soften, surrender, and let go and be for you know 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour a day, and um, that's you know got all its own stuff on top of it. But, um, yeah, to claim that in a world where we are it's not modeled to us, Mm. um, it's not prioritized, where we're conditioned to put importance on other things before that, it can get we can get confused it can become warped and we can start to have very um unhealthy relationships with the pause with the nothing with the the resting
0: i i often use rest as a reward and mm. i think it's something that i really want to shift this year i have worked really really hard and i have not prioritized rest but also i haven't prioritized the relaxation things that make me feel good. And as a result, I am so burnt out. Mm -hmm. I am so frazzled. And it is a big priority of mine going into, well, next year. I don't really do New Year's resolutions and stuff like that, but it's my priority to, to definitely, well, I need to do things differently. And one part of that, just speaking to you and thinking out loud, is shifting rest from being a reward to being... I don't know what I'm going to call it. Help me,
1: <laughs> you know. Um, shifting rest from being a reward to being a service to yourself. Yeah. You know, a devotion Ooh. to your wellness. Yeah. Stop it devotion Mm. to my wellness yeah
0: because I devote to my wellness in a lot of other ways you know it might be my skincare routine it might be you know going to the gym it might be eating food that I love to eat or whatever but this devotion to my wellness I know is going to benefit me so much
1: Mm.
0: and I'm not going to use it as a reward from here on in
1: yeah I think you're not the only one that love because we love to think that oh, I can rest when, when Mm -hmm. I can rest, when I can rest, when it's always second, it's never the first thing. And I think sometimes I'll come across people that are like, oh, you teach people to rest. And it's like, yeah, because we are so fucking disconnected from this state of being in our, in our connected to our true selves and in our natural state of just kind of complete open receptivity. And some people are like, oh, I don't need help resting. And it's like, well, I don't believe that because Mm -hmm. if no one needed help resting, if people were able to rest easily and it wasn't difficult or hard to do, no one would be burnt out. Literally a second ago, you said I'm burnt out this year. If it was easy to rest, we wouldn't be burnt out. We wouldn't be in this um, situation in the world right now where we're we're burnt out, we're exhausted, we're stressed, we're anxious, our bodies are tired and we, we're we not doing anything to fix it because we don't feel like we can. We don't feel like we have permission to stop. And um, yeah, I think it comes down to really learning how to do it again, to start to trust that it is possible and that you start to create almost like this um build up, this feedback for yourself, like, actual like data oh when i rested then this is how i felt and this is what happened okay next time i do it oh this was the response this was the reaction this was what happened after and we have to like build up this familiarity and almost this data for ourselves of like when we stop the world doesn't end things are okay like okay it it is safe for me to stop and then also notice oh the knock-on effect how did that benefit me oh, I felt like this, oh, I was able to do this, I was able to see this, or I had more clarity or whatever the thing is. And um, yeah, we have to kind of build that that knowledge base and trust up with ourselves. And that's why I really think um, having a teacher to guide us back towards that natural state of feeling safe to relax and being able to rest and relax um, in a world where that is the we're kind of focusing on the complete opposite. I think it it's really helpful and necessary. And it becomes the expand, the ex expansiveness or the expander that we need to to invite it back into our life.
0: So you touched on it a bit there in terms of people's barriers to read. Mm. And as you were speaking, I was also hearing things like, you know, I'm a mother with no time and and things like that, what do you find, you know, working with so many different types of people are their biggest barriers to be able to provide themselves this devotion of to wellness?
1: Yeah, I think as well, we go through different cycles of life and not to wrong those. And, you know, we can go through cycles of life where we, this has not been me, but you might meditate for an hour a day for five years. And then all of a sudden, then you do become a mother and that's just not the cycle of life you're in. And you, you, you choose to devote yourself in different ways and new ways, but still coming back to how are you taking care of yourself and serving yourself. And so that you're able to serve um, and show up more fully for others in your life, you know, this balance between giving and receiving. And I think that massive barriers is people just thinking they don't have enough time. You know, we use the resource of time um, as an excuse all all the time, you know, and we all have the same amount of time as each other, you know, so how we spend our time is our choice. Life isn't just happening to us willy-nilly, like we don't have a hand in it. We choose how we live our lives and we choose how I spend our time. And the amount of time that is there is always the same amount of time that will be there. So um, yeah, just noticing where we use, oh, I don't have enough time as an excuse. It's like, make it work for you. If you have five minutes fit that five minutes in, I think we can all find five minutes a day to rest, you know, because if it's gotten to the very end of the day and you haven't fit it in, you can still do five minutes as you're wind down into sleep, you know, so um, you can do five minutes on your lunch break. Um, you can do five minutes. So these sorts of things, just noticing where we we use that excuse of I don't have enough time. I think we also try to make it too big. And so that we then don't actually have a start because we oh I need an hour to Mm -hmm. rest and then finding an hour can be harder. Yeah. And so then we don't actually ever start or incorporate it in because we, we, we try to make it too big to start. And when it comes to creating habits or new routines or structures, you need to create a change in order for that change to take place. So if your current routine and life and habits and structures doesn't have rest in it, you can't expect for rest to just all of a sudden fall into it. If you're not going to change anything, like you need to make a change to invite in the change, um, but make it small, make it five minutes, make it two minutes, make it like meditation. It's so good to just start with one minute. Cause then at least you become someone that every day I meditated today instead of, Oh, I want 10 minutes and I can't fit it in. So now I'm not someone that meditates every day. So I'm not re- reaching my goal. Um, so yeah, start small so that, you can build that habit and that skill. I think there is a huge culture of undeservingness and unworthiness. And it's a, a big piece is building up that that feeling that you do deserve this and that you are worthy of this. And then, yeah, we can only take what we feel worthy of having. Yeah. I think that we are extremely disconnected from our bodies and that we are afraid of what will happen when we do um, connect and be and and be in our bodies. I think we are afraid. People have a fear of stopping and they're afraid of what will happen when they stop and that the everything's going to just fall down. And generally that's not what happens. I think that people are scared to ask for what they need. And they don't know how to set up the the boundaries or the time or the space with others that they do life with to take rest, or they're afraid that they'll be judged or seen as lazy Mm -hmm. um, for resting. And I think the society, I mean, the biggest one is just society's pace of hustle and rushing um, has just fed this belief that rest is unimportant. Um, for all of us. Mm.
0: Yeah, so, so true. I just, I want to ask a question that might be a little bit left field, but you're not a scientist. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what is the physiology of rest and why do we need it?
1: Yeah, so good that you ask. Um, obviously, answering not as a scientist, but as a yoga teacher, but we have nervous systems. Yeah, we as human beings have nervous systems and our nervous systems have uh, our um, parasympathetic response and our sympathetic response. And so our parasympathetic response, we know kind of colloquially as our fight or flight response. And this is that state that we need to get out of bed in the morning to work, to engage with others, to socialize, to create, to critically think, you know, to exercise and all of this. But um dwelling in that sympathetic state is kind of where we spend most of our modern lives. And that's great. We need it. It's not bad to be there. We need it. Yeah. But there is also the other half. Yeah. And so if we just ignore the other, other part of our nervous system, it just leads to so many issues in our health because only certain body systems are going to turn on and be supported when we shift into our parasympathetic response, our rest and digest state. And so if we think like anything that needs has two sides to it, both sides need to be tended to and cared to and um spent time in in order to kind of have that harmony or equanimity or balance and so when we shift into our parasympathetic response which is what we're doing when we're resting when we're relaxing when we're sleeping at night is um our rest and digest state and this is the state where food digests Mm -hmm. where the body can like hormones can start to be regulated where our sex drive can be nourished and nurtured and turned on um, and tended to where our immune system and lymphatic system can be kind of moved through their, their emotions that they need to go through on a biological level. And so if we are never in that rest and digest state, all of these systems are not getting the, the time they need to kind of feel balanced and function optimally in our body. And so then everything feels like in havoc in our in our physical bodies. Um, and so we start to feel ill or sick or tired or stressed or have bad digestion or have no sex drive or um fucking exhausted or like our immune systems aren't working well or we feel like everything's slug you know just all of this kind of our hormones aren't and our menstrual cycles start to like function a little bit um less optimally and so it really is about remembering that we are humans and our bodies are very wise and they are ancient and they know what they need and they cue to us that we what we need, but we just don't listen to them and we ignore them. And so, um, and when, when we don't spend time resting, we're even more disconnected because we're not taking that time to listen to them and give them what they need because we're just getting more and more like disconnected from them. And so, yeah, it's about just kind of creating this this equanimity to optimize all of our body systems so that we maintain health and wellness. Um, Yeah. And so restorative yoga and resting is really about bringing us into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the relaxation response, the rest and digest state to support all of our non-vital functions in our body so that we feel well, so that we feel um, able to function, so that everything is doing what it needs to do. And um Yeah. It's also like it minimizes inflammation because sleep is like sleep is like one of the most anti-inflammatory things that we can do. And relaxation is kind of the other, like just as important as this. Um, Yeah. And it's really, it's a, it's a beautiful tool for managing stress. Cause when we're stressed, we're in this other state. Um, Another thing I want to say on that as well is like, It broadens when we think of the nervous system, there's this concept of the window of tolerance. And if we spend, we want that window of tolerance to be big so that we can kind of dance between the sympathetic and the parasympathetic, our fight and our freeze response and allow our kind of uh, changeability as humans to move from a state of stress back into a state of balance with quite a fair amount of ease. Mm-hmm. and for it to not be like this dramatic oh my god i'm stressed and now it's going to take me forever to get out of it because i'm not used to i don't know how to pull myself down or i'm not used to being down in the rest state so i don't know how to get back into this window of tolerance where i feel whole and complete and able regulated and so um yeah we are i find that restorative yoga really is helping us just widen this window helping us regulate our nervous system and when we feel regulated i mean everything everything benefits in our bodies, in our lives, in our relationships. That's a very like narrow view on it. If you're interested, go deep um, in that there's so much information there.
0: But there's just even so much there. I think knowledge is power. When you talked before about the worthiness of rest, well, when you get in inverted commas scientific about it, it is, doesn't even become about worthiness. It just mm about neediness. This is what needingness, that's not a word. This is what
1: your body needs to function. Exactly.
0: Like I don't, it's not about what I'm worth. It's about what I need. Yeah. I don't know too many women who have, don't have hormonal issues, inflammation issues, uh, weight issues, all of the things, and especially that I've experienced, but you know, like we go back to that societal view, like I'm I've never been praised for chilling out. And and like you say, that that window, reframe that for me, the window the of window of
1: tolerance.
0: tolerance. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, I find myself in this trap of working hard, maybe being a little bit stressed. And then to counteract that, like you say, I don't know how to do that, you then have to extreme measures like maybe hop on a plane and go to Fiji for a week (laughs) (laughs) that which is exactly what I'm about to do after we stop recording this um because there isn't that routine and that dedication to my wellness on a daily weekly basis I have to go to the other extreme of relaxation whereas it would be so much nicer and so much cheaper (laughs) if I had that balance just built in
1: Yeah, I love that you say extreme. Yeah, we get so like so burnt out, so anxious, so like empty. We have nothing to give, exhausted. And so then we need like two weeks or a month to recover and we just like jet off to an island holiday where instead of incorporating that into our daily life where we just are a well-rested woman or a well-rested human that can kind of like exist in the world without feeling the world is attacking us or that life is happening to us, but that we're living, we're in our lives and we're present in our lives. And I, um, yeah, so I really think it's about creating this sense of equanimity, of homeostasis, of um, harmony, of balance in, in our bodies and in our lives. And I think it, to me personally, I think it's the first thing that we all need to do. Like there's so many things you can do, we can do to take care of ourselves. But like if we are not regulated, yeah. like if our nervous systems are not regulated, if we are not letting ourselves rest, like all these other things, yeah, they're good, but they're just, this. They, it's the most impactful thing. And it's so simple. So people hate it because oh, it's like, it you know, because it's, it's too simple. It's yeah. like, you just need to lie down for 20 minutes and so the reason i often say 20 minutes is because it takes the the nervous system about that long to shift into its rest and digest like to start to downshift out of kind of an alert switched on state to a more kind of passive receptive state and so it does take time it doesn't it's just not like at the click of your fingers happening and so we I usually recommend 20 minutes because it allows that journey. But you might need to build up to that with smaller increments to get comfortable to be in a, a state of nothingness for 20 minutes. And once you are resting regularly, you will f- often feel if you're, you know, not exhausted, that you're tired. You need that like three p- three p.m. pick up, mm-hmm. and you're like foggy eyes brain is heavy forehead feels like lead and you just go lay down you let your cover your eyes put on a timer for 20 minutes turn your phone off close the door and you'll feel yourself like uh, like unsettled at the beginning then you'll feel yourself start to downshift and settle you'll feel yourself maybe kind of disconnect a little like go into that subconscious state like of just watching your body resting of just being aware but you're really settled and then you'll start to feel your body come back out and then your timer might ding off because your body is like taken, gone all the way down and in restored and replenished. And it's able to come back up again. And you wake, you come out feeling really refreshed and like good. If you're exhausted, that's not what's going to happen though. Like it takes a while if to get fall
0: there. Asleep, like will most people just fall asleep in that.
1: Yeah. Some people will fall asleep. Some people will get frustrated and just get up. Um, Some people it will feel like really hard the whole time, and that happens sometimes, like, not no day is different. But yeah, sometimes you will just fall asleep because you're so exhausted. And I mean, that's okay too. If you need to sleep, you sleep. So, um, yeah, that's a
0: great little tip to, to build up to the 20 minute if you can give yourself that grace and that space in order to do that. Yeah, is there anything or any other you know, tiny little tip that you could leave us with that? we could start to incorporate this wisdom into our day.
1: Yeah. Before I do just go there, I just wanted to say as well, like I think we rest and after you rest, it reconnects you to this place of softness. It reconnects you to the vibration of love, which is the highest vibration, you know, <laughs> and this state of remembering that you are loving awareness and this reconnection to just feel softening the edges. I think we are, We wear an armor and we protect ourselves so much in life because life feels hard. And the the more we go and hustle and are out and around people, the more we kind of put this armor up and this protection up. And when we rest and just be for a short period of time and take nothing in, we, we soften and then we are more connected to love. And I mean, if more people were connected to that state, can you just imagine how much more beautiful a world place the world might be? Um, yeah. And it just, I feel like it helps you gain gain clarity on what's important to you in your life, your purpose, how you want to move through the world, your values. Um, yeah, it just creates a much cleaner and clearer perspective on what this life is when we do have that space to soften, to let down our armor, to open to this, this truth of love. Um, So
0: I get asked so much in coaching and readings, like, what is my purpose? I'm not happy or how do I heal this? And wouldn't it be crazy (laughs) if it was just to rest that the answers could be found there and that our paths could become illuminated because we've given the space for the light to filter in. You yeah. know, rushing through our little tunnels of darkness, of getting things done, of being in the world.
1: Yeah. You just get to oh, exhale, come back. OK, this is me. Hey, it's been a while. You know,
0: sure. what do you need?
1: How are you feeling? Ah, oh, you know, it's just it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. And so I think for some tips you are asking
0: Go for it. Yeah. What can we let's get really practical?
1: I think. um be comfortable. Like when, what you wear, do you have ear, are you laying on your side and you've got an earring digging into the side of your head? Like that's, you're going to just focus on that earring digging into the side of your neck the whole time. You're not going to be able to relax, you know, is your hair in a tight bun and it's pulling the skin of the forehead and the scalp. And it's just like, that's not, That's not soft. That's not comfortable. I think being comfortable, like have you got a bra on restricting your ability to breathe when you're trying to seep and soften and like spread and melt for a pause in your day. Um, So I think it's really important to just, if you are going to rest, like it can be, just be comfortable, take your hair out, you know, take off your bra, undo your pants, And just like, let everything be, let like everything be comfortable and soft and open. Um, It's, it's about starting to prioritize the pause. And like, that's a, that's deep work. That's big work. But how can you start to prioritize the pause every single day? Notice I, and for me, it's like noticing when I'm rushing, notice when I'm rushing, catch myself stop do I need to be rushing right now is it really like is this really that important for me to rush right now and how can I notice my breath notice I'm rushing and then come back to my breath Um, I like to covering your eyes is seriously going to be so helpful and beneficial Um, and I like to think leave things around the home like next to my couch and next to my bed that I can cover my eyes with or if I go to a yoga class like make sure I take in a another top Like if I've got a top on, like something to cover my eyes, because taking away the stimulus of light is really going to help you shift out of that active alert state into the parasympathetic nervous system. Because we take in so much information through the light of our eyes, even when they're closed. So um, just covering your eyes with anything, a sock, a T-shirt, like anything. It doesn't need to be a gorgeous eye pillow, although, you know, they're nice too. Um, (laughs) It doesn't need to be perfect. Use your bed. Use your wall and, like, um, when you yeah, say just your wall, I'm assuming what you mean by that is legs up against and swing your legs up the wall. Yeah. yeah, use your couch, swing your legs up the couch, lay your body, your spine on the floor, swing your legs up your couch, swing your legs up your wall. Or if you're in your bedroom, put a pillow under the back of your knees that's on your bed, one under your head, cover your eyes, and just rest. Um, there was one more thing I was gonna say. Oh, and I find as well, like turn your phone off. Yeah. If you're going to choose to rest, declare that to yourself and just for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, turn your phone off and put a timer on. And I use Insight Timer. It's a really beautiful app where you, it's free. You just download it and you can just choose to have a little singing bowl ding at five minutes, 10 minutes. You set the time. And what I do if I know I'm really tired and I might fall asleep after that timer goes off, I, and I have to get up. I just put an alarm on for yeah. after. Cause I'm like, you know what? So then I'm not laying there worrying that I'm going to fall asleep. So I don't actually rest. Cause I'm worrying that I'm going to not wake up. You just put my timer on and I put the alarm on for a minute later in case I don't hear it in case I need to wake up and go. Um, and my last thing is like, invest in it. Find someone that yeah. encourages you to rest that supports you to rest that teaches you how to rest. If you have no no idea where to start yin yoga, restorative yoga meditation, um, yeah, these are really affordable, accessible places to go to rest that don't need to cost as much as a massage or an energy healing or a float tank. You know, like all great things, but you can really start to clean, like incorporate this for yourself.
0: Um, I think if you do that, at all, it will probably make the float tanks, the energy healing, the massages even more powerful and deep, mm-hmm. because you're already really apt to the resting.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, your your body becomes familiar with it. Um, yeah, that.
0: Would uh, be I think I think that teacher thing. I, I and like I said at the start of this, the way I connected with Tanya was she was my teacher, and ironically, I just do not have time to go to her classes anymore because of work. And so, obviously, that will will be on the priority list to change. But because it's one thing to rest on my own and I love that it's a whole nother experience to have your space held as you do that so where can we find you where can we work with you where can we really absorb all your
1: wisdom thank you I'm so happy I've held space for you and you had that and I think as well like this is the thing timetables don't always work for us. So that's why we need to learn how to do it for ourselves as well. So we don't just wait for that once a week, one hour class, but we start to take the 10 minutes or the 20 minutes every single day for ourselves or, you know, a few days a week. Um, So you can find me at tanyav.com and my Instagram as well. I'm really active on there is tanyav3 underscores. So it's T-A-N-Y-A-V underscore, underscore, underscore website, tanyav.com. I have day retreats, rest day retreats once a month, pretty much going on at the moment. And so I've got one coming up at the end of November, early December date yet to be set, but it will be just in time for you guys to know when this podcast comes out. And these day retreats are really about immersing into nature, taking a whole day away to really drop fully in and savor the full experience because it can often we can often only drop into that gorgeous state at the end of a yoga class one hour class Mm -hmm. and these day retreats are really an opportunity to go all the way in and just like savor that feeling of being beingness um
0: day retreats are sydney
1: based sydney based sydney based and yeah in sydney how can we work with you Yeah, and so I have um, online classes on my website and recorded workshops. So you can head there to the class library and there are ways to just on-demand classes and workshops for you. And I run a online class that was called Hush Hour this year. I've got one called Rise and Rest on at the moment, but I usually have an online container of live practices happening Um, so rise and rest might be happening again when this comes out. So just my newsletter is really the best place to be. And you can subscribe to that on my website and what else I've got a full deep rest yoga retreat coming up the last week of Feb 2023, which is just kind of the organization is just kind of in motion. It's a little bit of a secret right now. Um, but if you want to be there, it's on my website. You can join the waitlist. So,
0: yeah. Waitlist because I am sure that will fill up. But, like we said, investing in that guidance, that teacher is so important. So, I would absolutely encourage you to jump on and, and do those on demand classes and connect that way so that you have that support in this rest that we're talking about.
1: Yeah. And I think as well, meeting other people that are trying to invite it in or are doing it has been the the most supportive thing for me in my journey of like remembering to rest. And it's still hard for me every day, you know? So
0: if you have any tips yourself for resting, jump into the light path community group on Facebook and pop it in there because people will really benefit from that because what works for Tanya what works for me might not work for you and you guys are full of great ideas so pop your ideas in there and I'm sure you know as Tanya and I see them we can comment on them as well and and add to them um, so you can share that resource with each other but thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today Tanya I always I learn something every time I speak to you, but um, more importantly, I just feel held because you have this magic ability Mm. to do that. Um, I'm sure we will speak again on the podcast, but all the links to Tanya's um, contacts are in the show notes. So check them out there. But until next time, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Take care of yourself, everyone, so you can take care of others.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.